it was almost, it'd be 39, 39 years ago uh, in July that Roxana and I um, loaded up everything we owned in the back of my father-in-law's cattle truck and a 12-foot U-Haul trailer. And our two little boys who were five and two years old uh, to move to Colorado Springs to attend Nazarene Bible College, 1982 to 1984, almost 39 years ago. I told people that my memory serves me that I was probably about 10 years old uh, when we made that move. Um, but uh, the impact that the, the Bible college had uh, on our lives uh, has been uh, phenomenal uh, across these years. Uh, and we thank God for Nazarene Bible College and it's now an honor to serve uh, for the last eight years on the board of trustees and, and uh, recently uh, on the executive committee of, uh, of the board. Uh, and we appreciate the leadership, the friendship of Dr. Graves uh, and pray blessings upon he and Cheryl as they uh, transition in their, in their lives. But I was thinking uh, as I reflected uh, on our time uh, in Colorado Springs at Bible College and uh, of course all these years um, following that, thinking about a, a passage of scripture that uh, uh, I think would be good for us to gather around uh, today. Uh, and, and that would be from uh, 1 Peter uh, chapter uh, 1. Uh, and and I, I want to start uh, at, here at verse 1. Uh, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, strangers in the world, scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling by his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Praise be to God the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith, which is of much greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. 
Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith. That is the salvation of your souls. Amen. Well, there's a, there would be a, a lot to unpack uh, in, in, these, uh, in these verses. As I was thinking about today, I, I was thinking, as we all are, about how crazy, uh, what a crazy year 2020 was. Uh, a crazy year, unlike any that any of us probably have ever experienced. And the crazy hasn't seemed to, to let up very much as we move into the early days of 2021, right? And, and we're, left, we're left wondering uh, how it's all going to end up. Uh, when, when will this, uh, this craziness and this chaos uh, end? And, and uh, I, I think that if I hear the phrase new normal, uh, very many more times, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to punch myself in the mouth or something. I don't know. The new normal. Um, but here's, here's uh, one thing that, that we know. God is faithful. No matter what we are experiencing, what we are going through, faithful in during COVID-19 uh, or, or not. Uh, it's, not the, it's not the first time that uh, any of us have been tested. It's not the first time that, that, uh, that our faith has been tested. And what Peter is telling us here is that your faith will get tested. It just will. So it's always been that way. Uh, but here in, in, these, in these verses uh, of Scripture, uh, Peter, Peter uh, breaks out with this attitude of, of praise to God uh, when he says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he's given us this new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's what we get to share. That's what we get to, uh, to hold on to. And, and we know that that word, uh, that word praise or blessed in the King James Version is the word that in English uh, is the word eulogy. Uh, and now we normally eulogize uh, people who have died, but the Bible eulogizes for us a living God, and he is praised for all the wonderful and glorious things that he does uh, in our lives. And it is as, when, as if, when we read what Peter is writing here, that um, he's writing to some discouraged and lonely, troubled Christians. And is saying to them and saying to us, 
that the place where we need to start when we're at a low point is with praise to God. The place we need to start when we're at a low point is with praise to God. Peter is, is uh, just voicing praise to the Lord for this gift of faith, a, a gift that flows from the mercy of God. And it was the psalmist who wrote in uh, Psalm 25, 4 and 6, Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are my God and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, O Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. God's mercy characterizes who he is and how he relates to his people. And I think that Peter was so grateful that God could so radically change a person's life that it was like starting all over again. Uh, a, new, uh, a new lease on life. The, the slate is wiped clean. And, and, and Peter had discovered that by confessing his sins to God and asking Christ to come into his life, that he could be forgiven completely for his sin and restored into a right relationship with God. Well, that's, that's the privilege of us all. And that's the wonderful opportunity that we have to, to share hope, the hope of Jesus and his resurrection uh, to new life, to people who are lost. It's this, the, the new birth that resulted in this living hope, this, this eager, confident expectation of the life to come. So our hope, the Christian's hope, the hope that we have to proclaim is based on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So much to unpack. First Peter chapter 1 and these verse, first 12 verses talks about this new birth as being held out as a promise of an inheritance. Roxana and I uh, have three sons and a daughter. We have 11 grandkids. Um, but our three sons are the oldest. Our daughter is the youngest. I think I have our three sons convinced that I'm leaving everything to Cassie. Cassie gets everything. I've told them this for many, many years now, to the point where I think they actually believe that they're not going to show up for the reading of the will because they already know who gets everything. Well, not that there's going to be a lot to get, uh, but they're convinced of that. Whatever inheritance I have or you have to leave your kids or your grandkids is nothing compared to the inheritance that is kept in heaven for us that will not spoil or fade. Nothing compared to that. 
And we found that the best thing that we can do is to leave a legacy and live a legacy of faith to our children. This inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you and me, shielded by God's power. So however hard it gets, we should never forget what God has done for us through the new birth what he's promised us as our inheritance. There's always hope when we relinquish, we relinquish to God all that we have or ever hope to have, all that we are or ever hope to be, and just let him have control. I mean, things can feel like they're spinning out of control, right? But, when God's in, in control, things don't need to be spinning out of control. God's in control. And we exercise our faith in him by continuing to live life in good times or in bad, exercising our faith in his ability to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Your faith will get tested. So Peter moves on here uh, to, to this uh, uh, idea of grief in all kinds of trials. Look at that in verse, in verse 6. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have, to suffer, may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Peter introduces this subject of trials and tells them to rejoice. It's a strange teaching, isn't it? Rejoice in your trials. I, I often read that and think about that, and I say, who wants to do that? Who wants to rejoice in their trials? I don't think everything that's come into my life res resulted in my first response being praise. I, I, think, I think that there have been things that have come into my life that if I had been given a chance to vote on them, I would have voted no. I choose not to experience that. I choose not to go through that. So my first reaction hasn't been a lot of times to rejoice. But here, listen what he says. Our trials are for a little while. They're going to pass. The wonderful contrast between this, this idea of uh, for a little while, and when you, when you reflect back on his, his uh, conversation about their inheritance, that can never perish, spoil, or fade, says to us that our, our pain is passing, our inheritance is permanent. God is in control. God knows everything that you're walking through today. He knows. He knows everything that, that I am walking through today. Your faith and my faith will get tested. 
That's what Peter's telling us here. It will get tested. It was Wiersbe who said that a faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. So our faith will get tested. And God will prove the same in all circumstances. He will see us through. I am. Um, I'm thinking about when Roxana and I packed those little guys up and moved us all to Colorado Springs those 39 years ago. We we did that. We we didn't know where we would work. We had secured a place to live. We didn't know what we would do, uh, but we felt like that we were following God's call on our life to move to Colorado Springs, uh, finish our education for ordination. Um, that's what we knew. So we set out in blind faith, just trusting God to be our provision. There was a day, a morning, when um, the night before, Roxanne and I had sat at our kitchen table while the little guys played around in the living room, and we, uh, we paid our, our tithe, we paid our bills, and we had not even one dollar left. Not one dollar and no food in the house. Nothing. The next morning, Roxana uh, got up. Uh, I, I was already off to, uh, to work uh, at the bank and then to catch a class or two, I, I, whatever, but. Um, she got up and as she walked into the kitchen, our oldest son, who was five, uh, was saying to our little guy who was two, Corey, Corey, don't ask mama to fix us any food this morning because we don't have any. And it'll make her cry. And Corey listened to his brother. Nothing in the house to eat. I came home, Roxanne had told me, and she was crying uh, as I was crying uh, with her in our bedroom. And um, I'm gonna tell you that what happened about three hours later uh, was, uh, was a miracle of the Lord. We had said nothing to no one, nothing to no one. And um, that night, someone knocked on our door and went to the door. And there stood a gal from our church and her husband, Stan and Rosie Huntsman. Rosie had this big old smile on her face. 
And she said, Dan, uh, I, I need to tell you that I was just at the grocery store and I reached for a gallon of a, a gallon of milk and God told me to get another one. And I reached for a dozen eggs and God told me to get another one. I would, ev everything I reached for, God said, get another one and take the second portion over to Dan and Roxana and Doug and Corey. She said, would, would you be offended if Stan and I brought this food into your house? And I said, no, Rosie, we, we wouldn't be offended. And they brought bags full of groceries into our house. And those little guys, uh, uh, they, it was like Christmas. Rosie even, even bought candy for them and, and desserts for them. And it, it was food like we hadn't seen in a long, long time. And, and Rosie and Stan took our hands and, and uh, uh, prayed with us and asked God to bless us. And, and, and God certainly did bless us through their obedience. But we set those two little guys on our lap after Stan and Rosie left. And we told them about how God spoke to Stan and Rosie about bringing us groceries. God provided this through Stan and Rosie's obedience. Those two little boys, that five-year-old and that two-year-old, they're, uh, they're 43 and 41 years old now. I've sat and listened to them tell that story to their kids on many different occasions. They have never forgotten. Hey, Dad, do you remember when that, uh, when that lady and her husband brought food to our house when we didn't have any? You remember that? And you told us that God did that through them? We tell that story all the time to people. Well, I've told that story countless of times to people these past 38 years. Our faith will get tested, but we will come forth as gold because God is in control. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing, whatever faith trial you might be walking through today, God knows about it. And God will bring you through. Faith will get tested, but we'll be okay in the end. It only lasts a little while, Peter said. Amen. I'd like to share a prayer with us. Father, I thank you today for who you are. 
thank you for your blessings on our lives, the way that you provide for us and, and care for us, the way you keep your hand uh, upon us, even, even when we don't realize it. You're watching out for us, watching over us, know what we need and when we need it. I thank you, Father, that we have the opportunity to serve you in our various capacities and for the privilege that we have to, to preach the word and to teach the word and live out your principles and precepts in our lives. I thank you for Dr. Graves, for the, the cabinet, for the faculty, for the staff, Nazarene Bible College, and I pray that your blessings would rest upon them. And I know that you have spoken into the lives of students through these men and women. At times, even when they may not even have realized that you were using them at a very significant moment in the life of their students. I thank you for that. I thank you for their commitment to, to you and to the call that you have placed on their lives for their obedience. And I pray that you would continue to bless them and honor them with your presence. I pray for Nazarene Bible College that, Lord, you would continue to move and help us and give us wisdom and direction and help us, Lord, to, to move into a time of, of transition with grace and peace, asking that you will guide us and knowing that you will. Thank you for an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade that is kept in heaven for us, shielded by God's power. Thank you for the hope that is ours through Jesus Christ, our Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. God bless you all.